On today's Locked on Texan podcast, more from OTAs and the inevitable conversation surrounding Deshaun Watson. The good and bad of the Houston Texans, we dive into all that. Cody, let's go ahead and start the countdown to the show. You are Locked on Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to a Thursday edition of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Texans your first listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Now. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNow.com. And Locked On Sports listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Make sure you are using Locked on at checkout to receive that discount. I'm John Hickman, joined by Cody Davis, here to talk more from the Houston Texans OTAs and what's surrounding the Houston Texans. And we got some words of admiration from Malik Collins talking about Kenyon Green, saying the (laughs) young guy is already in a leader in the meetings in locker room. Shout out to Kenyon Green, the rookie out of a humble Atascacita area. Uh, Collins also talked about re-signing with the Houston Texans, said that Lovey Smith was the key piece. He writes the script every day for how it looks and what it's supposed to look like. So, I mean, he's done it before, and, you know, we are just going to follow him. So some good words from Malik, uh, Malik Collins, excuse me, uh, in, in terms of a couple of the, the, the coaching staff, Keon Green, a rookie. But, Cody, Davis Mills hmm. on yesterday – it's been looking good. Yeah, and look, yesterday, well, Tuesday, as a matter of fact, was the very first day where I could honestly say both sides of the ball looked really, really good. And, you know, on yesterday, we had an opportunity in terms of what we highlighted from the offensive side of the ball was how good Marlon Mack looked, how good the offensive line looked in providing an extra boost in the Texans' rushing attack. And, I wanted to save Davis Mills because I don't want to just look at and analyze what I was able to see on Tuesday. I want to look at his entire three-week period throughout this whole voluntary OTAs period. And, John, there's three, maybe four things that I want to highlight in terms of areas of improvements that I'm starting to see out of Davis Mills. First and foremost, his ball placement. You know for a quarterback, it's very important for them to put the ball in the best position for the wide receiver to catch it. And what I was able to notice on Tuesday and even last week was the fact that Davis Mills has done a better job with his ball placement. There was no extra step a receiver needed to do. There was no extra hand movements or anything that a receiver had to do in order to complete the pass from Davis Mills. By the time, you know, Brandon Cooks, Nico Collins, or whoever the wide receiver was, by the time they finished their routes, the ball was right there waiting for them. And that, of course, is something that you want to see out of your quarterback. Better ball placement means that Davis Mills is starting to improve in his reads. Better reads also means better decision-makings. And 
those are the three main aspects that I really wanted to see Davis Mills improve on entering his second season because we already know Mills can actually air the ball out. And speaking of airing the ball out, over the last two weeks, I'm starting to notice that the Texans with Pep Hamilton taking over as the offensive coordinator, I'm starting to notice that the Texans are actually calling more plays to let Davis Mills go out there and air it out. And the best example I can give on Tuesday, um, the Texans, they went through their 11-on-11 drills, and Davis Mills, there was a portion where Davis Mills went four for five in his pass attempts, and every single one of these attributes that I just finished talking about, ball placement, um, you know, uh, better reads, better decision-making, I was able to see him execute all of those things, and that's part of the reason why he went four for five. He would have went five for five because he threw what looked like to be a 15, maybe Maybe 20 yard bomb to Chris Moore. Chris Moore caught the ball. Unfortunately, he had a, a defensive back post the ball out, and that, of course, killed the play. And that goes back to something that you and I talked about on yesterday of how good the secondary looked. But, John, two out of the three weeks that I saw out of Davis Mills, he looked really, really good. He still struggles a little bit with, with his consistency. There were times where I could say, okay, this is the Davis Mills I'm expecting to see in his second season. Then there were some moments where I'm like, ah, that kind of looked like Davis Mills for the first seven weeks of the season. However, I think, I think in terms of Davis Mills, Working on his consistency is going to come the more he, A, get comfortable in what Pep Hamilton would like to see out of him as he tried to revamp this, this, this playbook. And two, it's just going to come with reps. Before I give it over to you, as we talked about on Tuesday, Andre Johnson had an opportunity to speak to the media. And he was actually asked on what has been a standout to him in terms of his evaluation of Davis Mills. I, I, I can see uh, a lot of improvement from last year to now. Um, I, you can kind of see it over the course of the season. Um, I think he was a little shell-shocked, you know, when he first got out there. Um, but it's, it happens, you know, coming from college and going to the NFL and, you know, guys are disguised things differently and things of that nature. So, uh, But he looks, he looks very confident out there right now. It's always great to hear your uh, first and second best player in franchise history speak highly of your quarterback and second year quarterback, Davis Mills. Uh, you've talked about how those the ball placement has been there, the anticipation has been there, his reads have been there, uh, he's reading, going through the, the play design quicker. Those are all good. So, Cody, I want to take a step back and move on from Davis Mills just briefly because the connection needs to be there, but kind of tie him in which receiver not named Brandon Cooks has been standing out with OTAs going through the, the, you know, the ups and downs of OTAs with Davis Mills. Has there been a receiver that he's favored a little bit more often than not at OTAs uh, for the first couple of weeks? No. And that is actually a good thing because it's like we talked about a lot here on this show. It seems like, last year and it made sense because you know he was thrown into the fire especially through those first seven games um it seems like Brandon Cooks was like his safety blanket it, he was just a lot of times it seemed like he was just looking at Brandon Cooks and Brandon Cooks only however over these 
over this three-week period that I had an opportunity to watch Davis Mills, I can tell that he's a scouting the field a lot more, and he's actually targeting other receivers. And the one wide receivers that I wouldn't necessarily call a favorite receiver for Davis Mills. However, he already has chemistry and camaraderie with, and he is a guy that you and I highlighted here on this show. I think it was last week or week before last. It's Nico Collins. Nico Collins has looked damn good going after the ball. He has looked damn good with his connection to Davis Mills, and I think he is starting to get the sense that, look, it's my job to take over as the number two wide receiver for this organization. And there's a lot riding on the shoulders of Davis Mills this season. And then like we say here a lot on lot on Locked On Texans, in order for Davis Mills to be successful, he has to trust his wide receivers. You already know what you got in Brandon Cooks. Who's going to be that number two receiver that you can go to rather than that's picking up an extra yard on fourth down, rather that's a, a, a red zone threat? Uh, uh, and that's something, John, that you actually talked about that you wanted to see out of Nico Collins as that bigger body wide receiver. He's looking like he's trending in that direction from at least these first three weeks of OTAs. Yeah, speaking of the wide receiver battle, you know, we thought it was going to be a very competitive race for wide receiver three and four. Well, unfortunately, Deshaun Hamilton, who went down on Tuesday uh, via injury, due to injury, the Houston Texans did cut him, unfortunately. And he was a guy that I thought was going to be in the mix for that wide receiver three and four spot for mm. Houston that can really come in and maybe do some things differently. Uh, unfortunately, because of the injury, Houston will not be uh, moving on from him. If he clears those injury waivers, Houston may have an opportunity to bring him back and possibly place him on a practice squad. We'll see how that works out from, from here on out. Uh, when we look at the Houston Texans, right now they're chasing a ring. And at BlueNow.com, you can celebrate all of your life special moments, wrap that up into a gorgeous ring, for your special lady they got the custom engagement ring that you can find for her dreams all the way down to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece all at a price you won't find at a traditional juror no you will not and whether you're ready to pop the question or you're just celebrating a milestone moment find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of shopping online at bluenow.com bill the engagement ring of her dreams, or celebrate life special moments with fine jewelry. No matter what you're looking for, Blue Now has jewelry experts on hand 24-7. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNow.com and Locked On Sports listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement, so make sure you are using Locked On at checkout to receive that discount. That's code locked on. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in a discreet packaging that won't give away the details of what's inside. Shop stress free and find your forever peace. Go to bluenow.com today. Before we talk about Derek Singley, we got to talk about the young buck out there. I do want to shout out his fellow rookie mates. Jalen Petrie, who's been receiving a bunch of praise from his players uh, and the coaching staff on how well he's been able to come in and really kind of solidify himself. Day one, he should be a starter for the Houston Texans defense. Mm. And Christian Harris, one of those Texans late-round draft picks, I consider maybe the biggest deal for Houston. Will he play Will side? Will he play Sam? We don't know, but he's been getting a bunch of running in with the ones – 
for linebackers. And, you know, he's also been receiving a bunch of praise. Also, Damian Pierce, Marlon Mack had a bunch of praise for his fellow rookie running back mate, Damian Pierce. And he said, you know, the young guys, the young guys, they bring in their college energy, fresh, don't know what to expect, but he's a young guy. He's learning. He's energetic. He's happy. He has a smile on his face every day. And for Marlon Mack, who Cody mentioned on yesterday's show, had a very good Tuesday practice at OTAs, it's very important that Damian Pierce does just as good as he does. Marlon Mack, you know, as good as I think he can be for Houston this year. Remember, I wrote about him back in February that this was a guy that Houston should Mm -hmm. target. I definitely believe that Marlon Mack would be great for Houston and what they're wanting to do, but – when I look at Damian Pierce and the endless possibilities because he does not have a lot of tread on his tires, speaking about the amount of carries that he got in college or a lack thereof, I really think that he can be just as important to this running back backfield this year. And so it's pretty good to see that Marlon Mack and Damian Pierce are working with one another. One, one another, excuse me. Now, uh, Derek Stingley, Cody, what's going on mm-hmm. with him at OTAs? And what's going on with Derrick Stanley is actually going to lead into our next topic that I know I'm going to get killed in the comment section. And John, I know you might not agree, but it's starting to be a thought in my mind in terms of the lack of participation that we have been able to see out of Derrick Stanley basically since the start of rookie training camp. And since the start of rookie training camp, this is a guy, at least the practices that the media has been out there to watch, he has yet to go through a full practice. And every time the Houston Texans pick up the tempo, Derek Stinley is not on the field. He's only participating all the way up through, uh, up all the way up until walkthroughs. With that being said, John, we know that Derek Stinley is still going through his rehab process with the foot injury that limited him to three games last season at LSU. Injuries was a concern going into the draft. He says he's healthy. However, with this conversation that you and I are about to have, I want you to keep this in mind. It's not about the now with Derek Stinley. It's actually about the future. And I do believe that this is a young man Given the next two, maybe three years at the most, we will be talking about Derek Stinley as one of, if not the best defensive back in the league. With that being said, John, I'm starting to get the sense that maybe the Houston Texans should kind of change course a little bit and not make Derek Stinley cornerback number one straight out the gates. And I say that because one, like I just mentioned, like I just mentioned, he still hasn't went through the entire up-tempo practice. And two, if there is a season for Stingley not to be featured as the number one, and if there is a season for the Houston Texans to actually take their time in bringing Stingley along, it's this year. Because on yesterday, we just finished talking about how the number two cornerback spot is up for grass with Tavier Thomas and Steven Nelson. So he could learn a lot. By taking a step back, and I think not not only him, but the Houston Texans will actually benefit more in the future if they just take his time with his development as of right now. You know what? I, I can't necessarily be upset at that. And, and I'll tell you why. I think you put it perfectly. If there was a year to slow down, it, it is this year, the rookie year, the inaugural year of Derek Singley as a Houston Texan. 
And I think when you look at Houston, that may have been why they were so, you know, adamant about adding talent to that cornerback position. Steven mm-hmm. Nelson retained Tavier Thomas. Um, Desmond they, King. Desmond King. They, they, they just brought in Moreau as well to compete at cornerback. So this is a this is a team that saw what they put out last year, didn't want to go through that again at that cornerback position. So they retained some of the guys that did good, brought in a couple of new faces, one of which was the drafted Derek Stingley. Wouldn't make – you know, it, it would not make a ton of sense if they just – his, if I if I at the end of the year we see his snap percentage played and say, well, from day one to game seventeen, it increased over time when they felt like he was healthier and got better and understood his assignment. Not necessarily upset at that. I will just say, it's not a concern for me right now. Hmm. It'll be a concern if we were in July, let's say July twenty fifth or something along those lines, like when the OTAs really kick off or preseason then it will be a concern. As of right now, I'm not truly concerned uh, simply because we still got a month time where he can really heal and get ready. I do want to see him prepared and on that field come OTAs in July. Don't you love a good chewy chocolatey brownie? What about a caramel brownie with caramel swirl on top? So good. What if I told you you can have all of that chewy chocolatey goodness and only 17 grams of protein? You're in luck. Kale Mare Brownie Bars are available at Built.com right now. And you got to act fast because they are a fan favorite. Forget about the dessert. These are better than the desserts. Plus, the macros are unreal. 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, only 4 grams of sugar. Of course, you'll want to replace these with a regular brownie. With Built Bars, Kale Mare Brownie Bar, it makes more sense. That's a better, a better business decision. Go to built.com right now. Use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 at built.com for 15% off. Thanks for making Locked On Texans your first listen today. Now make your second listen, the Locked On NFL podcast. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league. Because an offseason doesn't equal a break in the action. Follow Locked On NFL every day in the Odyssey app, on the Odyssey app, excuse me, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Before we get up out of here today. <laughs> do we really got to do it, man? We got to do it. Oh, God. We got to do it. But I do want to let you guys, and, and this is very important because I want to talk about this next week. Why... People are maybe starting to forget about the greatness of J.J. Watt. There was a top 10 defensive player, uh, defensive players list that came out, and J.J. Watt did not make that top 10 list. And I get it. I understand that top 10 list is very valid. However, I think some people may have forgotten about the greatness of J.J. Watt. But anyways, Sean Watson and the Cleveland Browns, I just don't see how the NFL allows him to play any games this year. Plain and simple. Uh, For the Browns, how irresponsible are the Browns who said they did their own due diligence with doing their own investigation and only a couple of months in, we have a couple of more lawsuits pending against Deshaun Watson. Now, the number is going to continue to grow. 
things are going to continue to get worse. And again, I just don't see how Deshaun Watson doesn't receive any suspended games this upcoming year. And no, I don't care about the possibility game of him playing against the Houston Texans. No, I don't care about anything right now outside of how irresponsible the Browns are. Now we're looking at a situation, and Cody, these allegations, everything is starting to unfold quickly. And if you guys remember, when this first kicked off last year, hmm. remember there was a conversation that Cody and I had that you know basically said, at some point, the Houston Texans will get called in. Uh, and we floated a speculation, thought of, well, w- was he not liking what the Houston Texans were doing because of they didn't listen to him and what he wanted for head coach and general manager? And for the Houston Texans, my rebuttal is we have to protect you and save you from this. Why would we listen to you? Now mm. the Houston Texans are getting roped in. It is now being said that the Houston Texans provided NDAs and uh, covered some rooms, some hotel rooms for Deshaun Watson. Tony Busby said that we believe the Houston Texans organization was well aware of Watson's issues but failed to act. The Texans have said repeatedly that they were not aware of Watson's actions until March 2021 when the first lawsuit was filed against the quarterback. I'm going to be completely honest with you. That is impossible for me to believe that you did not have eyes on your quarterback or knew what was going on and remember the crap storm that was going on uh amy pelcher getting fired people resigning the equipment manager getting fired uh and the entire time it was jack easterby who was seen to be the snake the one (laughs) the puppet that was pulling all of the strings and try to destroy everything well, now with these people being let go, and what we find out, what we're finding out today about how the Houston Texans may have played a role, looks like Jack Easterby was trying to clean things up. Again, hmm. I just don't see how Deshaun Watson doesn't, at least at the very least, receive a half a half a half a year suspension because the number is too big to ignore by the NFL. Yeah, and you know I've seen people debate about this. You know, whether it should be six games, eight games, or a year. Honestly, John, listeners and viewers, I just think the NFL should just come out in the next, what, 24 to 48 hours, suspend Deshaun Watson indefinitely. And, you know, that that means he could be suspended for one game, or that could mean he can never play in the NFL ever again. Um, Because at at this point... (laughs) 24, bro, come on. And, you know, this whole... You know, it, it, this whole situation regarding Deshaun Watson took even more of a turn for a worse over the last 24 to 48 hours after the article that came out on the New York Times. And my only rebuttal to the Texans being involved in this is, John, I do agree with you. And this is something that you and I talked about both on air and off air about how the Texans may have been tied into this situation I do want to point out this. The the firing of, you know, the equipment manager who was really good friends with Deshaun Watson. We later found out at some point that the equipment manager was letting um, Deshaun borrow some tables to get massages away from NRG Stadium, which at the time kind of made sense because the majority of all of this took place at the time, you know, during the pandemic, especially when things were just crazy and shut down all over the place. Um, 
And, and and you do know that Deshaun and everybody else was, was doing their own workouts and everything. I do want to mention this. A lot of times when these firings took place with these people who had ties with Deshaun Watson, the only thing that concerns me is the fact that a lot of those firings, like the equipment manager, took place in February of 2021. Why is that important? Because in January of 2021, Deshaun Watson decided to demand a trade from this organization. So you demand a trade from this organization in January of 2021. The people that you have close ties with in February of 2021 are let go. And now we are March starting to see. Around. Yeah, March world rolls around and we get the first of 22, well, 24 now lawsuits about Deshaun Watson. So I hate to end the week on this note because once again, the NFL channel is in the offseason, which means we will only post three shows a week. So, you know, we probably picked this conversation up on Tuesday. Read between the lines, people, please. But, you know, the, John, just going back to everything with Deshaun Watson, I honestly do think Roger Cadell and, and his staff or whoever involved in, you know, disrespecting the shield or whatever the case might be, they just need to come out to spend Deshaun Watson indefinitely and just let this play out however it's going to play out because it's just a mess. I, I really don't I really don't think the Texans being involved, especially the people who are around the organization as of right now, I don't think this means that much of a big deal to them. I know a lot of people is making a big that, oh, the Texans gave them NDAs. I, a lot of these organizations, NFL, MLB, NBA, it's common for them to give NDAs to players about anything, especially if they go outside of the organization to get services of like, you know, lawn services or, or, or hair service or whatever the case might be. They have to sign NDAs because think about it, listeners. These players have to live their lives. And a lot of times they work with people who knows where they live, who knows the people that they're with, and they provide these NDAs just to protect protect just to protect them that doesn't mean anything illegal is going on but it's just to protect these players in their privacy now maybe Deshaun Watson knew to use that loop use that loop in terms of protecting himself but this is just a mess at this point even though the Texans are looped in John listeners and viewers it's still the Cleveland Browns biggest problem as of right now absolutely and in the span of 17 months Deshaun Watson saw 66 women 24 of those women have filed suits against them. At least 15 uh, of those therapists who issued statements. At least 15 of those women are therapists who issued statements for support of Deshaun Watson. At least four of those therapists are from Genuine Touch, the massage therapy group that contract that are contracted with the Texans. And at least 15 other women whose appointments with Watson were confirmed through interviews and records reviewed by the New York Times. Just don't see how the New York Times did a better job at investigating than the Cleveland Browns. I'm John Swift, Sports Guy Hickman. Make sure you are following us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. Like us on Facebook and make sure you are subscribing on YouTube as well. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> peace.